0: Hello and welcome to The Road to Lords, the 2022 Benayens Village Cup podcast. My name's Elizabeth Botchaby and in episode four I'm joined by tournament director Ian Smith and the cricketer editor Hugh Turberville to discuss the best of the action from round five. Uh, So welcome to the podcast Hugh, it's your your first time on, how are you?
1: I'm good thanks, nice to be on here.
0: You've been to a few Village Cup finals down the years and we've even roped you in to do the draw uh, this year. What do you like about the Village Cup?
1: oh fantastic I mean well what I like best is the, the dinner in the long room at the end of the evening when looking out over the um, over the Lord's pitch under the moonlit sky absolutely incredible um, but we've had some amazing guests there I think we had uh, Devon Malcolm and Graham Gooch uh, so that was uh, exciting and uh, it's just amazing to see the thrill of these 22 players playing at the home of cricket uh what, I mean, I just try to put myself in their shoes. I have played at the Oval once, but I haven't played at Lords and it must be extraordinary. It must be an extraordinary feeling. I, I, the nerves must be incredible, mustn't they? Uh, just, it's amazing how people can can control their nerves, really. If you can do something heroic in the final, I mean, it's you're made for life, aren't you? You've got things to tell your grandkids forever.
2: <laughs> well, that's what I've said before, Hugh. This competition is all about making memories because you, know, you still see people who talk about games they played in 40 years ago that were only regional games in, in, in Nottinghamshire but they still talk about that 100 or that fantastic catch in the Village Cup but I don't think they would do if it was just a Saturday league game it has a sort of romance
1: about it absolutely I mean and just the fact that Lords is at the end of it in prospect um is amazing I've had friends from Suffolk uh, get in touch with me to say Eastern Cricket Club my friend Jamie Harper said that um they won a few games and they were just starting to, to get the thrill of it, but um, I think they've, um, they've had their adventure curtailed now. But uh, no, absolutely, it's just that prospect, isn't it, of playing at Lords? So, so exciting.
0: Well, there's quite a few teams that have had their dreams curtailed so far this year. From what is it, 330 odd teams that we started with, there are now just 16 left. The
1: headlines.
0: What we all love about the national round is the mammoth journeys and the stories that come out of it you know rolleston traveling uh, i think it was a nine hour round trip down to the bottom corner of wales carlton towers had to cross the border to scotland rainford ended up playing cricket on the hard shoulder uh, after getting stuck in traffic on the m62 um but there was also action on field uh, several big names remain in the competition such as 2021 runners-up alvinley who beat wolverston by 141 runs uh, two-time champions, Go Taker beat Cook and Dean by five wickets. And 2021 semi-finalists, Stoke Green, are still going strong. Uh, they snuck past Finden by six runs. Uh, elsewhere, Dumbleton, they battered uh, weekly in Walkton by eight wickets after bowling the Northamptonshire side out for 79. And I think they're one of the two sides backed by 2020 winning captain, James Wagstaff, as possibly the favourites to win. So that's quite high praise. In Wales, Penn keeping the flag flying for them. They beat Congressbury by 33 runs, but it was sadly the end of the road for debutants West Malvern, who lost to Cropston.
1: Performance of the Week.
0: And so, Ian, we'll come to you first. Uh, which game stood out for you in Round 5? I think it was a
2: game um, at Redbourne versus Mayfield. Redbourne in Hertfordshire uh, against Mayfield from Sussex. Um, for a couple of reasons really. One, I used to play for Redbourne's local rivals. I played for Harpenden for uh, about 10 years in the the 80s when life was different. Um, And we always used to have a good game against Redbourne. They were always uh, a similar club to ours, played on a village green, as did Harpenden, and a proper village club. Uh, And they hosted Mayfield. Uh, Mayfield batted first and, and did well. They got to 214 in their 40 overs. Um, you know, decent score. Noah James uh, guided them there with 83 not out. Um, but it was the response that grabbed me. It was uh, Redbourne did get over the line, but with only four balls to spare and, and with two wickets in hand. Uh, and again, it was the, the lower order that uh, chipped in. Adam Pritchard uh, got them over the line with 38 not out. Um, and, and the delightfully named Tristan Killips, you know, with a name like Ian Smith, I get name envy with people with exotic mm-hmm. names. And Tristan Killips gets my award for both a decent bowling attempt with three for twenty-nine and having a very exciting name. Um, so that was my game, and uh, I, I've got very happy memories of playing at Redbourne. And as I say, it, it is a uh, it's a cliche, but it is a quintessential village club, and I'm I'm pleased to see them. Progress And of course, they got to the final, I think it was in 2020 when they uh, couldn't overcome Cornwall. So um, hopefully they'll progress to the, the, the next round on Sunday week.
0: Yeah, I think uh, Tristan killup got a half century in the first innings as well, didn't he? It would have been a, a player of the match winning performance if he'd managed to get them over the line with the ball as well.
2: Yes, yes. And, and as I say, that, that, once that name is in your head, I, I shall never forget Tristan
0: just because of his name. So, Hugh, which game stood out for you?
1: Well, the cult hero Ben Johns is on fire again, as, as you wrote actually in the, in the new magazine of The Cricketer. Um, but he plays for the Holders' Cowmore Sports Club, and they were hosting Oxford Downs in the last 32. And uh, he, he's been in incredible form this uh, tournament, He's hit 58, 56, 100 not out and 40. And he added a match-winning 96 not out in this game. Uh, he is having an incredible time at the Village Cup because, if you remember, he hit the match-winning knock in the final last year for Calmore Sports Club against Alvinley. Uh, it was reduced to 20 overs because of the rain and, and chasing 112. Uh, they were struggling on 55 for four... And he hit fifty-eight from forty-nine balls, and he was the one that I think he hit the winning runs and did a giant star jump in the air. But the story about that is quite interesting because uh, the new head of cricket at MCC, um, Jamie Cox, assistant secretary cricket, I should say, uh, he just started in the job at Lords, and he was it was his first, practically his first day there. Certainly, I think his first game that he'd seen at Lords in his new role and he fell in love with it because he thought well you know anybody can do this anybody any cricketer in the country in the land i suppose as long as they live in a village <laughs> can uh, <laughs> can come and be a hero at lords but i think it's just sh- it's shaped his vision of what he wants to see at lords he wants to see more games like this where any sort of body from anywhere in the country can can, can just earn that right to to be there so um Yeah, Ben Johns, he's he's making a name for himself. Would you bet against him and Calmore being in the final this year? No. (laughs) (laughs) That was a rhetorical question. No, but yeah, no, you
2: wouldn't, would you? No. No. The the other interesting thing about Calmore is that their occasional scorer is a jackal, Richard Isaacs, who's one of Sky Sports' statisticians who covers the many great and varied games across the world uh, for Sky. But he seems on Facebook, he seems to get far more excited by a Calmore than he does by a England winning, uh, you know, uh, an inconsequential ODI series somewhere. He's, he's And he certainly scored in the last round. So um, hopefully if yeah. Calmore do get to the final this year, he'll be up in the score box with us.
1: Just one little thing, you were saying about um, clubs going away for the day and on a days out in the Village Cup. And I remember in the final, I think maybe 2018, Folkton and Flixton. Uh, Bought mm-hmm. a massive following, and um, they were known as the Benedum Corner. I think they were in the mound stand or the one next to the mound stand, and they were made a, a, a good good amount of noise, and uh, had a had a fantastic day out. So, yeah, it really is. Once you get into these later rounds, the whole village comes with you, doesn't it? Seemingly, Yes. all the village people. And I think that's- you know,
2: <laughs> and, and it, someone said to me the other day it's, it's, it's one of the few things that often unites a village, you know, they're, they're, not everybody in the village goes to church or is a member of the WI but they, a lot of people seem to like cricket and they, like mm. the, the community that the cricket club gives to a village so mm. um, yeah I think you're right and I think you know, this year having, be, being a year more on from Covid restrictions um, and if the sun's out in September which is certainly possible then we should get a decent crowd there again this year mm.
0: Well, if you want a fun uh, Ben Johns stat, he's apparently played one hundred and eighty consecutive games for Calmore. He hasn't missed one since twenty thirteen in any format.
1: Wow! Well, so it's every Saturday and then every Sunday as well, or, or 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 every village cup match, I suppose. Yeah. And does that does that include T twenty midweek games? That's extraordinary, isn't it?
0: Uh, let's
1: see. Think you need to drill down on that one a bit more, Elizabeth. That sounds good. Yeah.
0: A direct quote from their website, which I think is Richard Isaacs again. He hasn't yep. missed a single first eleven game, be it League Cup or T20, since making his debut in 2013 as a fresh-faced 15-year-old.
1: First eleven, right? Okay. Yep.
2: Well, apart
0: from anything, Brilliant. apart from the sheer and um,
2: sticking power of that, it's, it's his fitness. You know, not to have broken a finger or to have had one too many and woken up. Slumped in the corner of a pub somewhere on a Saturday morning. That's uh, quite a remarkable achievement, I think. Regardless of this romping effort this year in the yeah. uh, village camp.
1: I wouldn't call wouldn't call myself an athlete. But I'm 49. I've never missed a game with through injury. I have to say. But then this is about tell. this isn't about me. But <laughs> yeah, well there you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I can't remember. I had a rick net once, but I took about a couple of paracetamol and played through it. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> there
2: you go. All about focus,
1: here, as well. yeah, yeah, yeah. You forget the pain, don't you? Cricket. When you get hay fever as well, it's like you can swim in all morning, and then as soon as you start playing cricket, I think it's the adrenaline, isn't it? it gets rid of it.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I was a wicket keeper. I remember breaking a finger keeping wicket in a school game, and the um, master put it back in. It just basically put my finger back in and just oh. gave me the sage advice that it doesn't hurt when you catch it. Uh,
1: um,
2: yeah. Which I thought stuck with me forever, but didn't make me catch yeah. anymore, to be fair.
0: <laughs> well, my game from round five takes us to the opposite end of the Village Cup, because uh, I feel like we don't to talk about the Scottish teams uh, very often, but Meagle are making themselves fairly hard to ignore this year. Uh, they were drawn against uh, North Yorkshire South champions, Carlton Towers, who actually got to the semi-final in 2020. Uh, but Meagle kind of really brushed them aside. Um, and starring for them at the top of the order was Majid Rashid, who scored 103 runs from 93 balls. That's his second uh, century of the tournament this year. So I think he could be good could be in for Ben Johns's uh, batting crown. Um, and with the help of uh, Jay Eddington, who got 40 odd, and uh, Zaheed Rashid, who I think could be his brother, who got 30 runs, uh, they posted a fairly impressive uh, 227 for eight. Um, and then in reply, you know, despite Sam Lingard's score in a half century for Carlton Towers, um, that innings was all about the uh, Meagles captain, Charles Clark. He took five for 28 and also took four catches, So in total, he had a hand in nine of the wickets. Um, and then sweeping up the rest of it was the Rashids again uh, Zahid took three for 29 and Majid got one for 15 from his eight overs which is a pretty impressive return um, and they're hosting uh, 2021 runners-up Lee in the next round uh, with the winner facing Rainford or Akwa in the quarter final. and kind of on paper you have to look at Lee and Meagle and think whoever, whoever wins that clash will surely be one of the favourites of the last eight to go all the way because they have just been so dominant um, over everyone they've played so far. It'd mm.
2: be interesting to see if a... you'll get mm. to the final if they, if they bring down a piper or something and a are led out onto the field to, oh, flower of Scotland. And
1: yeah, well, we need a Scottish we
2: wearing the Scottish badge. We do, we do. Fruki,
1: is it? Fruki won in 85?
2: Yeah. yes.
1: And there's a famous story about them, isn't it? They, they, uh, the village came down from Scotland and there was so much publicity about it that unfortunately all their houses
2: got burgled. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah.
0: I think that 1985 well, <laughs> final was a, a cracker as well, wasn't it? I think they won by uh, losing fewer wickets. Um yes,
1: yeah. fewer wickets, yeah.
0: Which I think is the only time that's ever happened, the, which is is fairly impressive. Right.
1: They did all wear kilts, I can confirm that. And <laughs> the headline was the, the Lairds Lord It was the headline
2: player of the round.
0: It was a fairly uh, easy decision in this round, I have to admit. Uh, John Dotters, the Rainford captain, was the real standout player. Uh, He opened the bowling for Rainford alongside Liam Gaskell and got three for ten from his eight overs. Um, He then opened the batting alongside Matty Bailey and scored 105 from 90 balls. Mm. Um, And Rainford ended up chasing down 148 with 15 (sighs) overs to spare. He wasn't in at the end. He got stumped with his side. I think it was six runs uh, short of victory. Um, But I think, as Rainford, I'm pretty sure Village Cup debutants, he is the first ever Rainford player to score a Village Cup century. Um, So that's, you know, one for the grandkids.
2: The big preview. I'm looking forward to Redbourne versus Stoke Green. Redbourne, because as I say, they're a club I have some affection for. But Stoke Green uh, came through against Finland. Um, and it's again, it's amazing what you remember. I used to drive past Finsbury Cricket Club on my way to see my grandfather who lived in Brighton, and I always used to think, "Oh, I'll stop and watch for a bit." I never did, um, but it's on the main road down there. But uh, Redbourne versus Stoke Green really looks like a, a a close contest, and uh, uh, it will be a good test for Redbourne. So.
0: Yeah, I think one of the other ties in the last sixteen that could be a bit of a cracker is Leeds and Broomfield versus Foxton. Um, I think they're also in the southeast uh, section of the draw Um, and you know both teams did pretty resounding wins uh, in the last round Leeds and Broomfield are really uh, cleaned up in Kent Um, and Foxton you know aside from one kind of tight win early on in the Cambridge one they again haven't blinked going through so this could be two real kind of giants going against each other and again whoever wins that one will be someone you don't really want to draw um, going on
2: and another one of the big beasts of the competition in years past, gotaker are travelling to Penturch after gotaker finally put paid to cookham dean with um alfie agar and all his attributes couldn't stop gotaker winning that game so uh, they will be heading off to wales to play Penturch. And they're the
0: last welsh team standing as well so there'll be a lot of they'll have a lot of support behind them
2: worlington
1: and my team um I love, and from Suffolk, I love playing, used to love playing there. I've got one of my two league hundreds there actually. <laughs> um, but I see they lost to Easton, So, um, who Easton were rivals actually to my club, Devon Valley. So, but no, so I was, I was rooting for Worlington. So, um, yeah, and Pembrokeshire is another one I keep a close eye on the teams from there because uh, my dad was from there and we went on lovely holidays to Pembrokeshire. And so I like, I like the romance of cricket in Pembrokeshire. I'm not sure there's any survivors from Pembrokeshire left now this season.
0: And I think that's probably all we've got time for in episode four. So thank you to Hugh. Um, You'll certainly be invited on again. Uh, And Ian uh, for your company. Uh, And thank you to our sponsors, Vinay's Broadband, Theakston, Bowler, Pipers Crisps, and the Lord Taverners. Uh, And good luck to all of the teams competing in round six. You're just three wins away from Lords.